0: is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly.
1: Episode 204, Sea Planapalooza Palooza 2019, coming up in the next episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast.
0: Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Neuville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri.
2: Hi, this is Victoria with the Stuck Mike Avcast, and I am on the deck of Jones Brothers Air and Sea Adventures, where I am getting my seaplane rating this weekend. Um, what is also really cool is that it was seaplane a seaplane-apalooza, a huge fly-in, full of seaplanes, full of fun. And I am here with Amy and Sean, and Sean was my flight instructor for this weekend, and you may remember him from a quick, quick soundbite from seaplane a last year. Um, where we met. So thank you for coming back and flying with me. Hello, Sean.
3: Hey, hello. And yeah, this is great. Fun time, huh?
2: So how did you hear about Seaplane Apalooza and get involved here at Jones
3: Brothers? So my daughter had a local volleyball event two years ago, and I was just came to the town for that. And I found out that uh, that Tavares was here, and it was Seaplane City, so I looked into it and found Jones Brothers, called Rob, and uh, just kind of connected the dots with that. While she was doing volleyball, I came up and took a flight lesson. And then he said the next month was Sea Plan of Flusa. Told me all about it, and um, that was March, early March of 2017. And then April second or third was the first Sea Plan of Flusa I came to.
2: So, and that's when you got your rating, was yeah. at the Seaplane and Plaza. Yeah, so
3: actually I got the rating April 1st, so it was kind of April Fools, you know. I thought the examiner was joking with me when he said I passed. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for the April Fools to give me that back. But, um, yeah, so it was April 1st, two years ago, when I did the rating. Here.
2: So I'm getting my rating kind of on your anniversary of your seaplane rating. So you're teaching here now. And um, what's kind of cool about, actually, I'm going to ask Amy this, because you are a flight attendant and you hang out with pilots a lot, but this is probably your first type of seaplane flying event, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's the first seaplane flying event I've been to. I did go on a seaplane ride here with Sean previously, but not during a big event. So it was definitely a lot of fun to see the different events. I liked the, um, of course, the experience of being on the plane, but watching the competitions is a lot of fun as well you want to tell us there was a couple competitions right there was the watermelon drop and then there was a seaplane bingo yeah and landing on the right spot and touching those yeah so a lot of competition amongst pilots there's actually sean got third place in the landing landing contest
3: yeah spot landing third place next year it's going to be second place and then the year after it's going to be first place so i'm working my way to that
2: not if I beat you to it.
3: That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We come want on. you to. Come on. Yeah. I can't
2: Yeah. There were no females up there during the contest. We have to change that. hmm yeah. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, seaplane is like bucket list. Everyone wants to do a seaplane rating, and you can do it in three days here at Jones Brothers. It includes the plane. includes the check ride. Um, you can even buy the package that includes uh, staying at Key West Resort just right next door here. Um, Tavares is a cool little town you can walk to all the bars and hang out after your flight um tell us a little bit about the process that we just like went through this weekend
3: yeah so basically what you do is you'll come here you'll fly on day one about two and a half hours two flights we try to break it up into actually four total flights two on day one two on day two each about an hour and 15 minutes so up to five hours of training and then so you know just think of this idea you get done we get done with the first flight you walk over debrief rebrief uh, the next flight and uh, over at Pedal Jumpers or any other restaurant of choice here. Good atmosphere, nice environment, good music.
2: Get the sweet potato tater tots.
3: They're very good, <laughs> very healthy too. And then um, you go fly your second flight. Then, if having drinks and listening to live music or good music, any kind of music is your thing in the evening while you're doing your debrief for the first day, go back to one of the restaurants and debrief there and call it a day at about five, six, seven o'clock at night. And then the next day, you do more training. And then if that all goes good, you get signed off for your check ride. And sometimes they're able to do the check ride that day on day two at the end. And most of the time it's day three.
2: So you can do this in two to three days with good weather.
3: Yeah, you can definitely do it in two. I had a guy that did it in two. And then um, average is three just because of scheduling because they get busy here.
2: It was very busy this weekend. Um, We came in for landing from flight two and there were like six boats and like four planes all in that same little area. Yeah. Seaplane flying is a little bit different. Uh, The pattern is at 500 feet versus 1,000 feet. Mm -hmm. Um, You can land almost any which way as long as you, you know, if the weather is not too bad. Um, What else is a big difference that pilots should watch out for?
3: Um, The brakes are mushy. They don't work.
1: (laughs) No braking (laughs) action. It's always
3: bad. So um, docking is probably the most, you know, maybe stressful time if there is one, Mm -hmm. especially when you're docking around other planes or boats and everything. You don't want to hit them. And um, I'd say that's about it. It flies like a regular plane. You're just you know, getting the feel for it, touching down on water, and operating off to and from water or on or off the water. And uh, that's about it. It's really you know the process. That's why you can do it in five hours of training versus a lot more.
2: Yeah, you're not doing any maneuvers really. No. It's three different types of landings. We've yeah. got normal.
3: So I can run through those. So okay. you have normal takeoff and landing, a crosswind takeoff and landing. And then rough water takeoff and landing, glassy water takeoff and landing. And then what we call confined area stuff, which is in the, in the land world, the short field short field takeoff and landing.
2: And then, then what happens on every single flight that you do with an examiner, power off.
3: Yeah, engine failure. Yeah, <laughs> a sudden engine failure to a landing. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, how did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> Not <yeah>. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And then, and that's it, really. And then just, you know, taxing, getting the feel for it operating on the water is probably the biggest thing.
2: Yeah, learning how to—and um, there's, there's another checklist, too, so maybe let us know about the checklist that is a little bit different when—kind of like a Gump's check.
3: Yeah, it is kind of the Gump's. And you could actually use the Gump's in this, but you have to change a couple things and tweak it. But we, what we do here with these two plants is F-cars, it's flaps, um, carburetor heat, or cal flaps if you're operating the 185, a is for area. Areas you're checking the water, make sure it's clear of boats or anything else. Other planes. R is for the rudders, meaning water rudders. Make sure they're up or down, whatever position you need for the takeoff or landing. And then the S is for you have know, to keep an eye on the speed or any switches you have to flip in the plane. Which in these planes, there's really no switches that you have to flip. So you think of speed or the stick in your hand, like they used to say, they say with the yoke. And so you do F cars before every takeoff and landing.
2: Now, um, we've been flying nonstop, just training, take off land, take off land, but we got to do something really cool today, which I'll let Amy tell us about, which is kind of why you want to become a seaplane pilot, and it's to get that $100 hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can fly the seaplanes from Jones Brothers uh, Seaplane Base to lots of other little towns, and they all have great little sea, um, waterside, you know, uh, pubs and Restaurants and whatnot, so that's a, a fun thing to do at the end of a flight. It's, it's nice. You're pulling up, and there's a lot of boats, and you're in an airplanes stopping and pulling up on shore. Yeah, how many people can do that and right? say that? Right. Yeah. You feel kind of like royalty when you pop out. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Um, we've got Sean's son over here. He's got a hundred hours in seaplanes and he's been here all weekend and threw the watermelons out of the window in the spot contest. Do you want to tell us a little bit about aviation and why you love seaplanes? Um, so why I like seaplanes is that it's just they're on water. You like do you like boats too? Would you would you prefer to have a boat or a seaplane? Seaplane. Yeah. Who's a better pilot, you or your dad? Me. Yeah, definitely. I agree. You can be my CFI next time. <laughs> So, so <laughs> he goes I had to tell you where to land. He did help Sean in the landing contest today. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was a little long last time and then you told him when to descend. Yeah. So third place. Good job. <laughs> So this is Victoria I'll let you know how the check ride goes the weather looks kind of questionable tomorrow but by the time uh, you're listening to this we should know if I uh, got to do that or not but um, until then I will talk to you all at Sun and Fun thanks for listening to the Stuck Mike avcast at Sea Plainapalooza) Hi, this is Victoria, back with the Stuck Mike Avcast, and I am in Tavares, Florida, at Jones Brothers Air and Sea Adventures. I am proud to say I am a newly minted seaplane pilot, thanks to this guy next to me, Rob Galloway, who uh, owns Jones Brothers and is also a DPE, so hello.
4: Hello, and congratulations.
2: Thank you. You know, it was really relaxing, so thank you for being so chill. Um, tell me a little bit about... Uh, the seaplane checkride and training and really what it involves.
4: Sure so um, our, the seaplane course is usually about a five hour flight time course plus ground school and um, it's done in two to three days typically and we prepare for well we follow the ACS so we prepare for um, the different maneuvers it requires which are going to it's basically water work so when people come here they're already pilots they already have proven that they can do the air work and stuff like that. So,
2: so we don't have to do steep turns.
4: Right. Stall, <laughs> steep no turns, lazy eights. <laughs> yeah, no commercial maneuvers. It's, it's all water work. So basically it's handling different conditions on water. Rough water takeoffs and landings. Glassy water takeoffs and landings. Confined area takeoffs and landings so you can get in and out of smaller spaces. Um, dealing with crosswinds. Um, the private check ride involves uh, emergency so power off but the commercial does not require that and uh, and then some taxing some maneuvering on the water step taxi step turns things like that.
2: So what's your favorite thing about doing uh, seaplane check rides compared to let's say doing any other type of check ride?
4: Well, it's just more fun flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most fun flying you can do, I think.
2: What's the, um? So I landed on a river the other day, and I came to you, and I'm like, oh, I landed on a river. And you're like, great. Yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's like like probably the coolest thing you've done with with a seaplane?
4: Oh, wow. That's a tough question. Um, yeah, river flying is spectacular, for sure. You know, I have done a lot of uh, cross-country flights on straight floats, mm-hmm. which is certainly much more challenging when you have to figure out fueling and tying down for the night and things like that so uh, some of those trips have been pretty interesting and a lot of fun all the way I mean, all over the country in straight floats really but i think my favorite flight was our one of our 206s that we have here we we purchased from anchorage and flew it all the way back to florida from anchorage Wow. so we went to some pretty spectacular places doing the coast coastal route of Alaska and um, staying overnight in a remote lake uh, forest cabin in the Misty Fjord National Monument and flying through Canada. Oh my gosh. Was, yeah. And so it, that trip had a little bit of everything. It was amazing. Mountains, glaciers, rivers, camping, you know, the whole thing
2: now um you said that takes a lot of flight planning so fuel is a consideration was there fuel along your route did you have to carry extra fuel or have it brought to you
4: that trip happened to be an amphib so that was much easier so we did go to airports for some of the fuel stops but we did try to look for seaplane bases as much as possible Mm -hmm. because we wanted to you know wanted to experience that yeah so um, but yes on some of the other uh, cross-country trips on straight floats i've had a combination of things either friends who i know that live on a lake between here and there have already had gas cans sitting, waiting on the dock when i got there perfect um i've had an airport come pick me up and take me back with cans and cans back and forth to the airport we've had a um, a mobile fueling tank meet us at a river before oh um, they have those they'll just yeah drive and along just drive yeah you. just pull it behind <laughs> the truck and then pull it right down to perfect. the perfect yeah so all kinds of Get creat- you have to get creative mm-hmm. <laughs> with that.
2: So a lot of work, a lot of calling ahead, probably.
4: Absolutely.
2: Any other special considerations uh, I guess pilots should take or think about before coming to get their seaplane rating?
4: <sighs> special considerations before getting your seaplane rating. You know, I mean, it is... I, it's true stick and rudder flying mm-hmm. I mean it's a seat of your pants flying at its finest so I don't know if I would necessarily say special considerations but um, to just be ready for that mm-hmm. I mean you know we, we get people with all kinds of different experience levels and um, some people who have not flown small GA aircraft in 25-30 years because they're flying airlines and that's all they do
2: oh wow and yeah. um,
4: so you know you have that's to, a change Yeah. so getting back to that kind of route of flying um, takes a little work. And uh, so, yeah, you know, that's just something to, I guess, consider or think about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It makes you a better pilot. It really does. So people, um, you know, should come just prepared to want to become a better pilot.
2: So what's... Um you know, when you research where you're going to go and where you're going to fly and get your seaplane rating, you could do it in Alaska, you can come down to Florida, there's lots of places. I chose here in Florida um, to go with you guys, but um, what kind of, what do you think makes Jones Brothers stand out?
4: Well, being in Florida, we do operate year-round, so that's nice. It does get a little hot in the summertime, but... Um, That's just part of being in Florida. We had
2: the windows open on the 140, (laughs) so that was helpful. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
4: so we can fly with windows open. That gets some air moving in the airplane. Um, But, yeah, we're here year-round. Operate basically every day of the year that weather permits. Um, The special thing about Jones Brothers is we're located in Tavares, which brands itself as America's Seaplane City. So um, it's very accommodating and very pro-aviation and seaplane flying here. And... uh, So this unique little downtown has um, a resort, a hotel that overlooks the seaplane base over a dozen little bars and restaurants within two blocks. So you literally walk from the hotel room over to the seaplane base, walk, you know, for lunch or dinner. You don't need a car while you're here. No,
2: you can walk everywhere. Walk
4: everywhere you want to go. And it really is just about the experience. We have uh, 1,400 uh, lakes in the county alone. Just in the county? Just in the county. Oh, Lake yeah. County, for good reason. Right? <laughs> wow, um, I didn't realize it was that many. I mean, you look up and it's just all water once yeah, you're up there. water but... everywhere. And then the river that you flew up was mm-hmm. probably the Ocklawaha River. Yep. Mm-hmm. We also have the St. John's River. Uh, so there's river flying, there's water everywhere, big lakes, small lakes, and uh, yeah, just the experience of being in a place like this to, to do seaplane flying.
2: So it's a good thing to kind of make a vacation out of it.
4: Absolutely yeah bring family. Mm-hmm. So we do um, if people if people do ratings in an airplane that's more than a two-seater a family member or friend can be in the back seat during a training flight. Um, there's lots of lakefront uh, restaurants around so we'll fly in places for lunch which is always a fun thing to do while we're out training. Um, and then, if, if the family's not interested in flying, we've got Disney World yep. just down the street. Exactly. <laughs> so Kids the, can go
2: play absolutely. while someone trains. Yeah. <laughs> so
4: we've got yeah, the Orlando attractions, and um, for people who like nature, the Ocala National Park is right here with all kinds of springs and beautiful places to, to paddle and hike. And So, yeah, it's something for everybody.
2: And for those coming down to Sun and Fun, you have a really cool event leading up to... Um, our big fly-in. You want to tell us a little bit about that?
4: Sure. We call it seaplane of palooza and it's uh, become quite a large seaplane fly-in, and so a lot of people do kind of make it a pit stop on the way down to Sun and Fun. It's always the weekend leading up to Sun and Fun on the Saturday and Sunday. Um, I think we had 60-something, 70-something airplanes, seaplanes in this year. There were a
2: lot. I was doing my flight training, and at one point I was like, where am I going to land? There was like 12 boats and you know six airplanes in the air. Someone's taking off while someone's landing. It was a lot to look out for, but it was
4: awesome it to was, watch. It was awesome. There, Yeah, a lot of activity. And so, yeah, we have a, um, a, a fundraising event that we do on the Saturday called Seaplane Bingo. So we provide a $10,000 scholarship, aviation scholarship, to a local student. And then um, on Sunday, we have all the competitions, so the different pilots do our, the bomb drops and spot. And the attacks. winner of the scholarship had to participate? Yes, so the winner of the scholarship was in the airplane with me, dropping the balls out of the sea uh, ray <coughs> onto our bingo grid. And he loved that. That was a, what, always a um, good time.
2: So, we'll be doing seaplane bingo next year, I assume.
4: Absolutely. What, were, what are some awards
2: people can look forward to seeing next year that um, you've offered in the past?
4: Uh, so, they do uh, like a plane beauty contest, mm-hmm. and so the they different, have different um, areas of voting for mm-hmm. people's favorite seaplanes. Um, and then they do have the spot landing competition, so the closest landing to the to the buoy and, and shortest takeoff. People did
2: really good at that.
4: Oh, uh, they were spot on. were they?
2: I was, yeah. I was in awe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: um, yeah. Shortest takeoff, uh, the bomb drop, where they we drop watermelons out of the airplane onto, cool. <laughs> yeah, to yeah to try to hit the buoy. So there's prizes for all, all those all those competitions.
2: So I'm sure you're pretty exhausted.
4: It has been a busy weekend,
2: and you're still here working today. Yeah, yeah. How did you get here? Like what? What led you to this aviation adventure, and now like owning your own seaplane business?
4: It has been a fun and interesting journey for sure. I did not grow up in aviation. I was in a family print, family printing business for for years after college, mm-hmm. and um, got out of the printing business when when the economy sort of changed the printing industry, <laughs> and uh, decided to go into aviation. But I knew I wanted to use my business background. And I knew I wanted to find a unique niche.
2: Yeah, in aviation. So and I this think, certainly is. Yeah,
4: it. <laughs> so I think I found it. <laughs>
2: yeah, definitely. And um, now you're a DPE. Yes. So people can um, get their training here and get their check ride usually within the same weekend if they come down, right?
4: Absolutely. Yeah, it's made things much much easier to schedule, not having to depend on outside um schedules so uh yes when we book somebody for a seaplane rating they're here for two or three days and on the you know on the last day we already have their yep. check ride scheduled. my check
2: ride was scheduled when i showed up mm-hmm. it was like 10 o'clock monday here yep. we are right.
4: <laughs> yeah so yeah it definitely makes it very accommodating and and very easy to schedule people
2: um is there anything else you'd like to add kind of just telling people about your business why they should come out here also let us know where to find you
4: So, yeah. Yeah. So, we are in Tavares, Florida. Uh, Our website is jonesairandsea.com. Our phone number is 352-508-1800. And we love having pilots who want to become better pilots and want to check off kind of that bucket list Mm -hmm. of getting a seaplane rating. We love having pilots who already have seaplane ratings who say, Well, what can I ever do with my seaplane rating once I get one? Well, you can come here and do a lot of flying. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it certainly doesn't go to waste. We don't let people solo our airplanes, but you can, like I said earlier, you can definitely bring family members, take the airplane out for lunch or dinner somewhere, and we just send a safety pilot along. So, um, and then for people who aren't pilots, we do sightseeing and uh, different excursions. And, uh, you have
2: some bar hops, some seaplane bar hops.
4: We have, yeah. Probably, <laughs> I think that might be one of the most unique seaplane excursions in the world.
2: Yeah, I'm coming back for that when yeah. I'm not flying. <laughs> yeah.
4: So yeah, we do take uh, hop to those different restaurants and bars on you know mm-hmm. Lakefront places around, and um, and that's 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 our most uh, popular excursion for sure.
2: I think something that's really fun and probably is a bonus to you, it's its kind of a family-run business. Every time I'm here, I see your son, your wife, and your mother-in-law are all helping out.
4: And our dog.
2: And your dog. Yes, can't forget your dog. <laughs>
4: that's right. <laughs> yeah, we um, we have a lot of fun doing it. And we do all, um, definitely all, all pitch in and, and definitely make it a family-run type business. Do
2: you think Gavin's going to become a pilot?
4: Oh, he loves flying. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see uh if he decides to do it as a career or not mm-hmm. but um it's definitely I'm sure gonna happen. it'll i'm sure he'll be a pilot he's been
2: crawling around on all those airplanes yeah. like it's nothing yeah he's used to, it's like a jungle gym <laughs> yes yeah,
4: <he does>. absolutely
2: <laughs> awesome well thanks for taking the time to talk with me and for passing my check ride here that was a lot of fun today oh, hey. i was really worried about the weather so but uh weather luckily we did now. it yeah. we did it we snuck it in so it's kind of drizzling right now but um uh, just remind me of your website one more time for everybody.
4: Yep, JonesAirandSea.com.
2: Highly recommend it. Come out here and have some fun in Tavares, Florida at Jones Brothers Air and Sea Adventures. And I will see you guys back at Sun and Fun. This is Victoria with Stuck Mike Avcast.
0: The After Landing Checklist.
2: Hey, all, this is Victoria again with the Stuck Mike Avcast. Just got done with a wonderful weekend over at Jones Brothers Air and Sea Adventures doing my seaplane rating and uh, figured you guys might want to hear my side of the story and uh, what I enjoyed as we already talked with my flight instructor, his girlfriend, and his son about seaplane flying and uh, seaplane and palooza, and then also with Rob,
1: the owner of Jones Brothers and the DPE. Um, I picked, I picked Jones Brothers because I had been there before and um, had been to Sea Palooza and it was a very busy weekend to do my seaplane rating. I don't think I would have done it otherwise at this time period unless I was um, down in Florida uh, for it. Um, you know, I just happened to be going to Seaplane Palooza anyway and then to Sun and Fun, so I was like, you know what? Might as well throw in my seaplane uh, rating and Sean, my CFI, was going to be there as well. So it worked out real well for timing for all of us, but it was a very busy weekend. Uh, I would fly in the morning and then spend several hours in the sun walking around talking to people. And by the time I got my evening flight in, you know, I, I was I was pretty darn exhausted when we got that uh, second flight of the day in. But um, all in all, I was surprised. You know, the first flight, we kind of just taxied around, flew in the air for a little bit before we started practicing landings and... It was easier than I expected. I actually came off that flight going, wow, this is easy. I can handle this. This is no problem at all. What was I nervous about? And I think what helped me is uh, you've all heard the ups and downs of my training. This year, you know, I've been flying a little bit more, and it was nice to... um, Get pretty current before I came down to do my seaplane rating, so I had those stick and rudder skills in. Especially since I've been flying a tailwheel aircraft, and a lot of the pilots I talked to at uh, Seaplane Palooza said how much a difference tailwheel rating makes when you come into seaplane training, or vice versa. Having some seaplane experience can actually help you with tailwheel. So that was encouraging to hear from other people, and I think that's what made a big difference um, in my in my stick and rudder skills when I was down here was the fact that I did have a lot of tailwheel time in the past few months to draw off of. I think my favorite thing to practice was the, uh, the glassy water landings and takeoffs. Uh, they, the, the, the landings actually felt, I mean, the takeoffs felt really weird. Um, What happens when you're flying a seaplane is there's a lot of friction uh, between the water and the float and it creates this stickiness. Um, When you have waves, the waves actually make little air pockets and break up that stickiness between the float and the water so it's easier to take off. So you'd think it would be nice to take off on a nice smooth day,
2: but without those bumps and ripples in the water, there is um, no air
1: pockets to relieve that stickiness between the float and the um, water. So there's a lot of friction. So when you get it to your takeoff speed, actually what you're gonna do is Um, lift up one of your floats and you're going to float around on one float for a bit and correct with opposite rudder and it feels kind of scary because you know seaplanes flip all the time this is what you're trying to learn not to do so it does feel very scary at first to kind of lift one float out of the water and then when you finally feel that release no more stickiness and you're in the air um, equaling it out and continuing your climb And then likewise, the uh, glassy water landings, I was super nervous because yesterday um, was the first time I was introduced to them and I did three of them and practiced some other stuff and came in and then we were going to practice them more in the evening, but we didn't get to them again in the evening. we tried to, but a boat kept getting in our way, and it was getting to be darker, and we needed to be back before it was dark. And um, our spot that we're using as our visual reference kept getting impeded by this this boat. So um, we came back and landed without practicing those glassy water landings again. So I only had done three before my truck ride, but the three I did were pretty darn good. Glassy water landings, you descend... Over this visual reference, because you can't tell how high you are um, above the water because it becomes like a mirror when there's no ripples. So you have to use a visual reference, such as some lily pads in the water or some uh, low terrain. And in my case, mine was like this little spit of a peninsula with like tall grass at the end of it. And you fly right over that, almost like you're going to land on that. And once you get over it, you kind of put your power to idle and set your pitch, your landing pitch. And you keep that pitch the whole way down and only adjust your power. Do not adjust anything else but your power. And you feel it in the seat of your pants, whether you're sinking or floating. And you keep doing that until you happen to hit water. And um, luckily, mine on the check ride was perfect, and it was a lot of fun. Um, It's kind of the equivalent of controlling slow flight but in landing. So that was my favorite uh, thing we did. Um, All in all, it was a very (laughs) tiring weekend because there was a lot of flying and a lot of um, partying in between. Uh, I got in uh, just over five hours of seaplane time and 47 landings, I believe. Um, What's fun about the seaplane rating is it is mostly landings, and if you find a long enough uh, lake, you can actually land take off climb to 100 200 feet and then cut your power and land again and I did probably four landings across a lake came back around and did my pattern and did four landings again and that's an awesome awesome way to just drill in that visual reference to you um I highly recommend it people you know I always used to think I'm going to spend all this money and not use this rating again but I think you are going to use it, even if you are not flying seaplanes. The stick and rudder skills you learn, um, you come back a better pilot, even if you know you are flying a one seventy two or a jet. You you get a better feel for um, stick and rudder skills in the aircraft, so that's definitely a benefit of it. And you know, every time I am down in Florida now, which has seemed to be quite a bit the past few years, I am going to make a quick detour over to Jones Brothers and rent one of their planes. Um, can't solo in it, but it's nice to have someone along there with me since it'll probably be a couple months to a year since before I fly them again. And uh, we can hop over to another lake and get food at a restaurant. I don't have to sit there and train. I can just go and enjoy myself now. So I think next time I go, I'm going to try the 185. I got to be in the back of it uh, this weekend, which was a lot of fun uh, to go to a restaurant, actually. But for the rest of the time, I flew the Cessna 140 which is uh, pretty lightweight in comparison, so I'd like to uh, see the difference between the 140 and the 185, and uh, looking towards many more adventures in seaplane flying. We'll we'll see where this leads me. I really don't know, um, but I'm really glad I did it. I had a marvelous weekend, and I can't wait to fly seaplanes
0: again. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.